Lazy Person's Book Club presents... You can blame it on the season, blame it on the weather, oh, blame it for no reason, on a feather you Blame it on Hoboken. It's the funny, music-fueled, modern love story with a touch of mystery set in Frank Sinatra's hometown. You can blame it on the game, blame it on the battle, oh, blame it on my Today's episode, Size. You can blame it on Hoboken, but baby, stay with me. Previously on Blame It on Hoboken, New York City tour guide Carolyn Cates hires a pushy New Jersey matchmaker named Jimmy Foss in a Sinatra impersonators club in Hoboken. With Jimmy's help, Carolyn is taking the five next steps to love with Ned Allen, a heartbroken custom furniture salesman. Carolyn and Ned have taken the first two steps already, although only she knows that because Jimmy could be the world's best matchmaker, he could also be crazy. Join Carolyn and Ned, Carolyn's best friend Aggie and her boyfriend Tim, now at the Botanic Gardens in Brooklyn, for step three of the five steps to love, Take a Leap. The Botanic Gardens annual scavenger hunt and benefit was a fundraiser with a twist. It raised money while getting teams of two to clean up the grounds. Hey, Caro. Hey, Ned. Are you two ready to crumble beneath Tim and my scavenging majesty? Ned and I are going to compost your majesty ass. Oh, yeah. Let's see who wins, shall we? Here, Here we, we go. go. Our first clue is, sow five rows of seeds. Ready? Set. Set. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> I got this. Gardening runs in my family's blood. or Maybe just in our dirt? Done. Great job. Now we need to remove six pieces of trash from the meadow by the highway. Catch! Carolyn tossed a piece of balled-up newspaper to Ned. She looked at the sky as she tossed it and noticed a small plane flying overhead. Make a leap, toots. That's the third step to love. Jimmy Foss had told her. Hey, Ned, try to touch the plane. Why? I'll tell you later. Trust me. Jump. Take a leap. As Ned leaped into the air with his hands outstretched, Carolyn snapped a picture. In the image, Ned appeared to be holding the plane in his hands. You see? You made the leap, and you caught it. I did, didn't I? The final step of the scavenger hunt was a barbecue on the lawn. Aggie's and Carolyn's teams had tied for third place. Want to walk with me to the kissing tree, Tim? But there's no such thing as a kissing tree. <laughs> there will be if you take a walk with me. A kissing tree, huh? I'd like to plant one of those someday. Carolyn leaned in for the kiss. Ned backed away. Uh, I should get going. I'm, I'm leaving town for work tomorrow, by, by plane. But I'll be home by the weekend, so maybe we can get together then? Carolyn ran this scene by Jimmy Foss when she got home. Where did I go wrong? I made him take the leap, and then it was time for him to make his move, right? He did make his move, toots. He moved backward. But? And this surprises you why exactly? Look, Toots, you took step three. You're doing fine. So what do I do next? Do something fun. Give yourself a break, Toots. Honestly, I could use one too. Something fun. Something fun. The next morning, Carolyn went to her local flea market. Not doing something was making her nervous. Time was running out, and she was only halfway through the five steps to love with Ned. Before she left her apartment, she popped Aggie's mirror into her bag for good luck. You gotta believe, the mirror said. And Carolyn did believe. 
The steps to love were going great. She was having fun at the flea market, and then she found the blue tandem bicycle. Carolyn filled the bike's tires at a nearby gas station and rode it to the ferry. And from the ferry to Jimmy's apartment. To what do I owe this honor? Come downstairs. We're going to have some fun. Toots, I haven't ridden a bike in forever. Exactly. I got to hand it to you. This is a good idea. You should sit up front on the ride home. We're going to get some funny looks if we do that, Toots. Given that no one else can see me and all. Hey, that's fine with me. Let's switch places. <gasps> There's no one steering that bike. How crazy cool is that? You go, girl. Riding from the back, hands free. That's me. Crazy. Toots, that was the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me in a very long time. And it's a very handsome bike. Keep it. I couldn't, really. Oh, it's the least I can do to say thank you. I'm still going to charge you for the matchmaking. That's fine. Although we've never really discussed how much you're going to charge me. How much is that? Beats me, Toots. We're not done yet. Carolyn took the ferry home. She hadn't been on a bike in a very long time. Her legs were aching. And so she hailed one of the taxis waiting on the service road by the dock. Oh. Congratulations, young lady. Thank you, but what are you congratulating me for? I am congratulating you because the sigh you sighed when you entered my car, the one you just made again, this is the best kind of sigh there is. I can tell you this with great certainty because I, Katan Takan, am an expert in psychology, as well as a taxi driver. A psychologist? I've heard of psychologists, of course, and I've read about Scientologists. Is this like that? Ah, uh, psychology is the science of sighs. Many people think of a sigh as a simple exhalation of air. But to the properly trained ear, each sigh conveys a message all its own. For example, there is a sigh that I call the Camus. It is the classic sigh of why. I hear the Camus from my passengers on holiday weekends and family occasions. There is a sigh that I call the Yak. It is also known as the drinker's sigh. Rarest and most valuable of all is the sigh I call the miracle sigh. It is the unmistakable sound of a person who has found love with a capital L, the kind that lasts. The way you sighed just now confirms it. You have found that kind of love. Your miracle sigh proves it. That's good to hear because I've been taking these steps toward love and you make it sound like I'm on the right track. You are not only on the right track, you have arrived. Now, all you need to do is find the flaw. The flaw? Every great love has one. Catan flipped down his car's sun visor. Photographs of smiling couples were taped to its underside. Each of these couples owe their happiness to their true love's flaw. You see the flaw in this photograph of a man and woman seated on a bus? No. Take your time. Oh, the woman is wearing two pairs of sunglasses. Yes, the lovely lady in this photograph wears things twice. 
and the man she loves loves the flaw as part of her. And this gentleman, waving hello to us in the photograph, he says hello to everyone, everywhere he goes. His habit could have driven his true love crazy, but it didn't. Because she knew about his flaw, and in doing so, she could embrace it. Whoa. That was close. Where was I? The miracle sigh? It tells you someone has found true love, but it's up to them to find their true love's flaw if they want that love to last? Precisely. The key is to run toward the flaw, to embrace it with an open heart and mind. My wife is a chronic rearranger. Last year, she moved the front door of our house to the back. Was I happy about this? Not really. But this lovely woman of whom I speak shifted our first date four times. She changed our wedding date eight times. Does this irk me? Somewhat. But she is my wife, and rearranging is her flaw. And here we are, at your desired destination. This is a very pretty little neighborhood. Do they make good, strong coffee here at this little diner, La Marisa? Very. This is a fortunate find for me, indeed. Our garage sits due west up here by the highway. Size and caffeine are the tools of my trade. Goodbye, my miracle sire. May all your days be lovely and flawed. Saturday night when your ferry pulls in from Brooklyn Heights. The gang planks down, the love bug bites. All the skylights bells forever as long as we're together. We conclude this episode of Sharon Glassman's Novel with Songs, Blame It on Hoboken, available at SharonGlassmanLive.com. Today's episode features, in alphabetical order, Connor Magyar as Jimmy Foss, Ned Allen, Tim, Nina Raleigh as Aggie, Eric Isle as Katan Takan, and Sharon Glassman as Carolyn and the Narrator. The songs of Blame It on Hoboken are written by Sharon Glassman and produced by Eric Turin. Join us next week, same time, same location, for another music-filled episode of Blame It on Hoboken. Blame It on Hoboken comes to you from Studio 2B or Not To Be in Longmont, Colorado, and is syndicated on the Longmont Compass. Blame it on Hoboken, but baby stay with me.